Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and I am thrilled to welcome you to episode 52 of the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Today, we are listening as Corey interviews Jesse Seneca who is here to talk to us about helping kids overcome insecurity. What a hot topic for today and very relatable. Who of us can honestly say we haven't battled insecurity? I don't know a single person. But before we dive in, don't forget to go to our website, bibletoschool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com to find the show notes and get the resources we talk about today. You can also join our conversation by subscribing to this podcast and our blog. So without further ado, let's listen in to hear what Jesse has to say about insecurity in kids and how we can help them overcome this very real battle. Well, welcome, Jesse, to You Can Tell the Children, our podcast here. We're so excited to have you with us today. Oh, thank you, Corey, for having me. I'm really honored to, to be with you and just to talk through this topic of insecurity. Yeah, it's a big topic, and we want to really dive in with you because you've done a lot of work in that area. But hey, first of all, can you tell our listeners who you are and more about yourself and especially your ministry? Sure. My name is Jesse Seneca, and I live in the Lehigh Valley, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm married for 36 years, almost 37. Wow. I've got two, yeah, two grown daughters. And we're starting to have grandchildren. We have three little grandsons and one granddaughter on the way at the end of August. And I love walking my dogs every day. I've got a golden doodle and an English cream golden retriever. We just put our 16-year-old other golden retriever down back in the fall. So sorry. I had to get another puppy. And I tell you what, (laughs) this is the last puppy. (laughs) Everybody says that. This is the last puppy. (laughs) But I, I, I love walking with them. I could eat pizza every single day. Oh, me too. I'm with you on that. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You're from my home state, Pennsylvania. So that's, it's, yes. we're definitely kindred spirits here, but you have a very successful ministry sharing the gospel. It's called more of him ministries. I love that title more of him, less of us. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, that comes from John three thirty that he would increase and that I would decrease So the ministry started in 2010. So we're coming up on 13 years this summer. It's a ministry that speaks hope and truth into women's lives and um, really just helps them to move into a wholehearted relationship with Christ, not a half-hearted, but a wholehearted. And this is for another podcast, Corey, but you know, I had some words spoken over me when I was battling an illness at a young age of 27. I had a disease called Cushing syndrome. And one of the nurses just prayed over me and said that God was going to use me one day. And he has, and it it honestly took about 12 and a half years for God to open that door into what I thought he was going to do. 
And I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know the terms calling. I didn't know any of that. But God opened the door and I was ready to walk through. And every day is a gift from God and enjoying family and ministry and and just love being with women and helping them get into the word of God. Well, I love that somebody spoke that into you because you can tell the children, we try to help, you know, moms, dads, grandparents, caregivers, anybody who has children in their circle of influence to really call out things in them. The world is constantly beating them down, Jesse, you know that. And, you know, it's no surprise that mental health is such an important topic in our culture today. I mean, we believe that summer is, which is when this is going to be aired, is is the perfect time to talk to kids about their Mm self-confidence because they're thinking about this next school year. They're they're just pondering things, you know, it's kind of push and pause in the summer and you're able to have that space to talk to them. And I have a couple of statistics to kind of throw at everybody because according to the CDC, one in six children in the U.S. ages two to eight years old, and that's what we deal with at Bible to School. We, we teach the Bible to kids about that age. Seventeen and a half percent have been diagnosed with mental behavioral or developmental disorder. And in the teen world, 75 percent of the teens worry about their bodies. They're, all, they're constantly worried about their bodies. So all this world of insecurity that we're talking about today, Jesse, why do you think insecurity is such an issue in our culture today? Well, you know, the kids growing up today, Corey, they, they have a lot more at their fingertips than we did when we were growing up. You know, we would just see a magazine, you know, in the grocery store that we would compare ourselves to, right? These kids, and at a very young age, are being exposed to social media. And when they're not meeting the requirements or, you know, of the the other students of the other kids or that competition that's happening about their body, about their looks, about the words that they use, it's really hard. Yeah. I feel bad. I say this all the time and I pray for so many moms, young moms that I know raising kids today is a hard thing. They've got a lot coming at them. I think it's great that you guys are are getting into that public school because some of these kids aren't having the word of God spoken to them other than coming to a a time with your group of people, you know, that will share with them. And so it's hard. It's a hard call. You know, I, I watch my grandsons, my two grandsons once a week on Tuesdays. And I was talking to my daughter about this before I came on the podcast and we were kind of laughing about it, but it's true. As a parent, as a grandparent, an aunt, a teacher, whatever your role is, it's just about being aware of that child's actions, right? And so like we can see my grandson when he gets nervous or he's not confident. And I don't even know that he understands at three years old what the word confidence means, but we can see it. And it's in uh-huh. a, he's in a position where it's not his usual atmosphere. And he can so on a dime turn into a dinosaur and go into that (laughs) dinosaur walk, you know, and you kind of know like, okay, he feels uncomfortable. He doesn't know what this is going to look like, what it's going to feel like. So he's going to go to what's 
secure, right? And he mm-hmm. loves dinosaurs. So he'll he'll go into that dinosaur mode. And, you know, as a parent, as a grandparent, you try to come alongside of them and, you know, make that time more familiar for them. Even go into the library, you know, anything mm-hmm. that's new, we just have to, you know, be next to them and encourage them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that is a great role. And we do need to pay attention to the kids because they give us the cues of what they're insecure about. I mean, what do you think causes insecurity? Like what what is it about us as humans that tend to believe stuff that's not true? Yeah, you know, there's a couple of things. First of all, you can pass down generational insecurities. And so as a mom, right, as a grandmother, as a woman of God, we can have insecurities. And I think, I think Corey, everyone has an insecurity, right? Like at any given moment, you can be in a room full of people and you're feeling pretty confident in who you are, whose you are, but there could be one person that walks in and you feel threatened or you feel competition you know, rises up in you. And all it is, is one person that can make you feel like that. And so, you know, we have to, as moms, right, we have to be aware that we don't want to pass generational insecurities down. And, you know, at appropriate ages, you know, if you've got girls, you can, you know, talk about your insecurities. You know, I say appropriate ages, right? Right. But I think one is just women of God, we've got insecurities and we have to be working on that ourselves and reminding ourselves that Satan is telling us lies and we can have it going over and over in our head, but we have to replace those lies with truth. Amen. Uh, There's a book that I've read, Dana Gresh wrote it, and it's called Lies Women Believe, Lies Girls Believe, Lies Young Women Believe. They're really great books for moms of girls. And she also has books for moms with sons, but just being aware of of what's out there. And then, you know, for children, it just blows my mind that a two to eight year old are dealing with the, the insecurities. I mean, I can remember having my daughters in going into high school and going to a new high school and playing a sport feeling like I'm not good enough. Right. And I'm like driving there. No, you are good enough. You are, you, you just don't know these girls yet. You go out there and you be the best you can. You run the fastest you can, you know, you, you have to speak truth into them. And I think as they're growing up, even with my grandson, you know, we tell him before he goes to bed at night, you are a good boy. Cause let's face it. There's times during the day, they're not so good. Right. <laughs> That's <And so> right. <laughs> you want them to know that you think they're a good boy. You know, the other thing that I try to do to build confidence and, and it's, and he's so young, he's three, but you said, you know, you started too with, yes. with all of this. And I could absolutely pull something out of the cabinet that we need. But a lot of times I'll say to him, hey, Luke, do you think you could get that for Mimi? And, you know, he just, you can see him get this demeanor about him, right? Like, hey, Mimi's asking me to get something, right? (laughs) And he'll go grab it and then we'll, you know, we'll play with it together or we'll do something, you know, with it together or make the lunch together. And so I think it's just starting young pouring into them, telling them, you know, truths and combating those lies that, especially as they get into first, second, third grade, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. bullies out there that are telling them, you know, lies about themselves. 
Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Who made God? What a great question. Who did make God? It's so interesting to discuss eternity with children as we do our best to convey what God has said about Himself in Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. God has no beginning and no end, and He has no creator. And our minds simply have a hard time fully comprehending that. Thankfully, we don't need to fully comprehend God's existence to know Him as our creator and provider. Let's talk about those lies a minute, Jesse. You said you're not good enough. What are other lies that you've seen, especially growing up with your girls and that, that, or, or even your grandchildren, that they might grab onto? I know we've seen a bunch at, at Bible to School. You know, we're not tall enough. We're not short yes. enough. We're not, I mean, it's, some of the things are like, wow. <laughs> and a lot of those things can, can cripple us, you know, as even as young children, like you just pull back. And you don't want to hang out with those kids because they don't think you're wearing the right clothes, right? Mm. Oh, well, your hair isn't long, so you can't be playing with us or, you know, like just mean things. And like the mama bearing you when your kid tells you, you just want to go, mm, claw, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we do have to teach them how to handle it. And I think, you know, those things that come at our kids that are hard to hear and it hurts them and they their confidence is less, we can teach them that they can learn from these bad experiences. Look at you and I, Corey. I mean, I look at my own life. I've been through some rough ministry times. And my thing was, I want to be the best learner I can be. I want to be the best learner. And I think we can teach our kids like, oh, well, when Johnny says to you, you're not tall enough or your eyes aren't the right color. Like what we can tell our kids and hopefully they're going to communicate with us, right? That's a big thing, keeping that line of communication open, no matter the age, because of course you want them still talking to you when they go to college, but we can say to them, Hey, Johnny made you feel really bad about yourself. You know, we don't want to be that type of person. You know, we want to encourage people. We want to say nice things to them. You have to address what's happened, but we can teach them, hey, this isn't the way we we do things, right? And this is, you know, we have to do the opposite. Well, and the other thing you made me think of this, Jesse, is I had a one little boy who was, you know, we taught the first lesson we teach in Bible school is, you know, God made you. You know, God made you like him and he made you on purpose and he made you special and there's no one else in the world like you. And he just sat there and he just, God made me? God really made me. It was such wonder and such awe that he did not realize that the creator of the universe picked out the color of his eyes, that picked out how tall he was going to be, that it was on purpose. And when you know you're made on purpose and you're made by God and made for God and loved by God, it is just a security that that just transcends everything. We see it in the kids' faces when they don't even realize. I mean, that's one way to encourage them to, you know, put their security in the creator. Mm -hmm. And then there's salvation. I mean, how how do you encourage kids to put their security in Christ, Jesse? What would you say to that? 
Well, you know, just back to what you were saying, you know, in Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are a workmanship in Christ Jesus and that he has planned our days out, just letting them know that they're special. Like, you know, they're, I think Max Lucado wrote a really great book about dots and I forget the name of it, but it was about people were putting dots on these wooden people to show the type of person they were. And when they would get to the um, the main, I forget what the guy's name was, but like the blacksmith or whatever, what wasn't a blacksmith, uh, but like the the god, right? In in the in the in the book, he would start taking off those dots, and they started to feel good about themselves. And that's Ooh. that's really what we need to do, and let them know, like, right, you know, God has given you blue eyes. You are a workmanship of Him. He loves you, right? In Psalm one thirty nine, it tells us that His thoughts of us outnumber the grain of sand. And so, you know, we can, there's so many great kids books out there that address bullying, that address bringing Christ into the home and, and, and reading those. And I think that's really important for us to do as we're, you know, reading secular books as well, but reading some of those Christian books that build that. But as far as securing your walk in Christ, Things like what you're doing, you know, bringing Bible to school, sharing God's word. And you mentioned about summer, especially moms, they're going to be hanging out with other moms, right? And if, if they're not Christian, you know, you can share a little bit about your walk or invite them to a vacation Bible school right? where they're going to hear some things. But those, those kids who are growing up in a Christian home, I think it's just always displaying the love of Jesus to them, right? Mm-hmm. Being kind to them, instructing them, as it tells us in Proverbs 31, that we are to speak instruction and, and, and it's supposed to be with kindness. And so doing those kind of things as our kids see us as examples of what Christ looks like, of displaying the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, you know, all of those, our kids are seeing that and they are going to want to emulate that. Now we don't get it right all the time. We're not perfect. (laughs) We mess up. And I think, you know, just letting them know, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't do this right today is a really big thing because what we're asking them to do is to go to Jesus and say, Hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) I've done something that I shouldn't have done. And I know that you love me. So I think as a mom, just living out the life of a Christian, the life of the daughter of a King, we are that right priesthood living that out is a huge role in our lives to our kids. And so I know my girls were six and four and my six-year-old had come to know the Lord at a young age. Of course, they recommit their lives as they understand it better. Mm -hmm. But at a puppet group that came to our church, she came and she did that. And then they were out on our swing set and my youngest daughter was four years old and they ran in and my older daughter was like, mommy, mommy, mommy. Sarah accepted Jesus into her heart, you know, so it comes in so many ways, but as we're pouring into kids, kids don't have that filter. A lot of times when it comes to Jesus, right. Where we kind of get insecure, we get, Oh, do they want to hear it? Kids will just, if they tell, if they hear a story at three years old, they're going to, they're going to tell it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, making sure we tell them those stories, those Bible stories, those Mm -hmm. stories, just as you're reading throughout the day. And it tells us in Deuteronomy chapter four, that we are to tell our kids 
when we walk by the wayside, when we lay down, right? Mm -hmm. We are to tell them that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart. And it's Mm -hmm. in the ordinary things that we do that as moms, we can surely pour into them the love of Christ. Right. Going to the pool or going to the beach or whatever we're doing this summer. It's just so easy to just start, like you said, pay attention to where they are insecure Mm -hmm. and ask questions and just really, like you said, uplift them and point them toward Jesus. I love that. Your daughter of the king, your son of the king. That is so cool to pour into that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jesse. You have any other resources that you could recommend? I know you talked about Dana Gresh. And you have some books also on your website. We definitely want our, our listeners to go there yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah, definitely the Dana Gresh series. She's got a lot of different books that help with young girls and young boys. And she even has true girl conferences with Nancy Lee DeMoss. Yes, um, I heard they're fantastic. Yeah, so they, they have those. I've written a book called Raising Girls, Diaper to Diamond. There's a lot in there about insecurity, you know, what it looks like, what we aspire to be, um, mean girls, how do we handle when our girls come home and they've been hurt by those girls. And, you know, I mean, I only had girls, so I, I wrote a book about girls. But if you have a son and you're reading this, the principles are pretty much the same, you know, so you will still yes. get something out of it. But yeah, so I love the Dana Gresh and Nancy Lee DeMoss books. They're, they're, they're really good. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your knowledge on this subject. And I was wondering, would you end us in prayer, praying out for our our listeners? I will. I will. I just, I had something written down here that I I just wanted to share and then I'll go into prayer. How confidence, and we know this even as adult women, right? Confidence is built as intimacy increases with God. Our identity in Christ is a function of our relationship. So the closer we become to Christ and read his word and hear the truths that come out of his word, the more secure we're going to be and the more confident we are going to be because we've been with him. And in Acts chapter three, it tells about Peter and John, how the Sadducees were like, whoa, what these guys, they're teaching, what are they? And really what it came down to, and it tells us this, that they were uneducated, untrained men. Mm. But what they noticed is that they had been with Jesus. Being with Jesus trumps, and I'm not dismissing higher education, education at all, but being with Jesus, right, trumps all of that. Because if we don't have love in our approach, we are what? Just a clanging symbol. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. Thank you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just thank you for this time together with Corey and and those that are listening, Lord. I pray for the mamas that are listening and that first that God, they would feel secure in who they are in you and that you love them, that they are a child of the King. And, and because we are all your children. And so I pray for those moms, God, that they would find their security in you and their confidence would be in you. And that would rise up within them as they parent. And so God, we pray for these children, these children that are being impacted through the school program, Lord, these children who are being, you know, taught 
on the playground from their friends, from, from other moms. Lord, we pray that they would have ears to hear what, what you have to say to them and just that they would know that they are so loved by you and that you, God, God, you care for the children. And even as we think this week of what, what's been going on in Texas and in our country, Lord, our hearts break for these families, God, that are, are just struggling with what's happened to their families and, and the, the disunity and, and the hurt and the brokenness. And so, God, we lift them up and we pray that there would be others who would come alongside of moms and teachers and the principal to show their love and the truth of Christ. I pray that, God, you would be glorified in all of it, in everything that we do and everything that we say. And so, God, I just thank you for this time together. Continue to grow us up in your faith that we would be strong women of God. And we pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, friends, Jesse's words ring so true. The closer we are to Christ, the more secure and confident we become. I don't know about you, but I want to be recognized as someone who has been with Jesus, to radiate confidence because of who I am in Him, and then trust that this will be mirrored by those kids in my circle of influence. I hope this has encouraged you to ask lots of good questions and speak truth over the lies to the kids in your life. Did you notice Jessie has already started doing this with her three-year-old grandson? I'm inspired to go tell all the littles I know that they are a workmanship in Christ and have such great purpose. What about you? Can you go and tell a child that they were made by and for the God of the universe and that he loves them? What if you did and their response was similar to that little boy who attended our Bible to school program when he said, God made me? He really made me? Wouldn't that just make your day? Before you do all that, one great way to help others build confidence with their identity in Christ is by joining our conversation and subscribing to this podcast and our blog. You can also like us on Facebook and Instagram and share this episode with your family and friends. Going to our website at Bible2School.com and clicking on the podcast tab will bring you to our show notes which then leads you to all the resources you heard about in today's episode. You'll especially want to check out those books that Jesse mentioned. So until next time, have an amazing week. And remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus.